on today's program. Weight in the balance. You know, there, there's conviction there. Um, they're feeling love. They're feeling what they haven't felt before. They're nervous. They're anxious. Um, so it, it, there, there's always an opportunity in every service that if we can just not forget what God has done for us, uh, that, that we can help somebody else. You're about to embark on a few minutes of raw testimony with a candid, unscripted program that goes beyond the pulpit and straight off the church bus. Open conversations that share the true view of Christ to help us through today and into a victorious tomorrow. This is Coffee Bar Confessions. Hello everybody, welcome back to Coffee Bar Confessions for another episode. I am Matt, this is my co-host brother Timmy, and today we have Pastor Dustin Lee with us, and we're so glad that you come to join us at this coffee bar, brother. And uh, if you could just give us and the listeners just a quick overview of who you are, what you do in the kingdom, uh, and just, you know, just, just some information about yourself. I'm Dustin Lee, a pastor at Life Apostolic Church here in Madisonville. Uh, blessed to be a part of the kingdom, thankful to be a worker in, in the kingdom. Uh, I do all that I can to, to reach souls. I feel like that's what God gave me a second chance to do, and I, I don't want to take that for granted. So uh, hopefully through, through our conversation today, we can help reach somebody and, and make them understand that they're not alone in whatever you're going through, that most likely one of us have been where you are right now. Exactly, and we sometimes in the walls of, of a church, the four walls of a church, we get so caught up in trying to, as most would say, have great church. And we get so caught up in a great sermon, a great, uh, you know, even great titles. Uh, we get so caught up in just everyday church that we sometimes forget forget um, that there are other people out there, that there are people with real hurts and real pains. And when they come to our services, sometimes, you know, we we tend to uh, kind of forget that I once was yeah. what they were, <clears throat> yeah. you know. I think that happens quite a lot. I think that especially, uh, we, I think we get too routined. Yeah. Uh, and I still, I, I remind our congregation often of the Sunday morning that God changed my life and brought me back uh, after, after being backslid for, for 10 years. Uh, I still remember today how that felt on that Sunday when I had a choice, either run out the door or run to the altar. Uh, and, and there's people in, in nearly every service that we have that is doing the same thing. You know, they're, they are weighed in the balance. You know, there's conviction there. Uh, they're feeling love. They're feeling what they haven't felt before. They're nervous, they're anxious. Um, so it, it, there, there's always an opportunity in every service that if we can just not forget what God has done for us, uh, that, that we can help somebody else. Some people fall away from God. Some people hasn't come to God at all. And uh, a lot of people have shame. And that's one big hindrance of why people don't feel good enough. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad you said that. Uh, that is what I dealt with most of all, above anything. Uh, I was raised, raised apostolic. Uh, 
did a lot of dumb stuff in my, my teenage years. Uh, I, I truly, I backslid three years before I ever quit going to church. Yeah. Uh, you don't you don't backslide when you you sit down at a bar. You don't backslide right. when you uh, start start doing things of the world. You backslide before that ever takes place. Yeah. yeah. Um, on a church and pew. On a church pew. That's yeah. exactly where I, where I backslid was setting in uh, setting in an apostolic church, and the thing that I had the hardest time with was forgiving myself. Yeah. Getting getting over that shame. Uh, and there's still times that, that I deal with that, you know. Um, a lot of times when I think back of where could my ministry be had yeah. that not happened, you know, mm -hmm. or had I not made those choices. But the thing that has helped me the most with that is the fact that God is faithful to forgive. Yeah. Uh, forgiving myself wasn't easy. Yeah. God did it the minute I asked. Right. But it was a, it was a while before I, I, before I could even raise my hands, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, let alone get up and, and worship. But, uh, but the moment I made up my mind that God forgave me, I'm forgiven. Right. Uh, it is the moment that everything, everything began to change. So uh, shame, is, shame is a hard thing to overcome. Yeah. It is, but it's possible. It, it's very, very possible. Yeah, yeah is there, uh, you know, the word says the iron sharpeneth iron. Absolutely. You know? and, uh, and it's through our testimonies that we can sharpen each other and uh, encourage others. Say, well, I've, I'm in that situation right now, and you're telling me that all I had to do was just confess it, just to give it to God. So is there anything in your past that, that you've overcome that you, you feel that could help somebody else that's facing the same thing or is going through the same things? The time that I was, was backslid, uh, I fell into uh, alcoholism. Uh, I battled that a, a long time. Uh, I came from a, a split home. Uh, my parents divorced when I was really young and that's something I had to overcome. Yeah. Uh, I, my mom raised me in church. Great, great apostolic woman, prayer warrior, intercessor. Uh, and and my, my father was the furthest thing from that. And so for half my life I followed after half my family, the second half I followed after the other. And uh, I felt like I had to, expectations I had to live up to. Uh, but being able to walk away and walk away from addiction and, and be able to turn back to an altar, yeah. that, uh, that, that's the greatest feeling in the world is being able to, to right now, walk into a convenience store and not have to think about, you know, buying, buying alcohol or, or uh, buying tobacco products. Um, but it's, it's the things that the devil will still try to tempt you with, that when you overcome it, you can look and say, you tried, but you didn't succeed. Yeah. Um, when, when I was out of church and, and doing everything that I was big enough to, and coming back and finding the place in an altar, and I, I feel like that was breaking the curse for my family. Uh, I, I think that the decision I made because of, of my, my first child was I'm not, I'm not gonna continue this because his future depends on this. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm thankful that God saw fit to bring me back just after the, the birth of our son. And he's heard my testimony. You know, he, he's heard the things that I've done that, that I'm not proud of, 
because if, if he can know that I made mistakes and he can help him overcome making those mistakes, it's worth it, you know. Um, but there, there's still things that, that we battle even after we, even when our, our sins are under the blood. There's still things we battle, yeah. you know, still things that and every day I feel that I'm still overcoming my past. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm much better than I used to be. Uh, but it doesn't mean that a suit and a tie changes no. uh, the struggles. It doesn't right. change uh, the circumstances of, of being tempted and being tried. But when you can when you can look at the opposition and say, "I don't deal with that anymore. I don't I don't have to give in to that anymore." Yeah. Um, there's hope for there's hope for the addicted. Yeah. There there's there's hope. There, uh, it's a decision, you know, and it's not easy, but. It, when we make the decision that I want something different mm -hmm. and let God do something different, it's well well worth the well worth the choice you make. Absolutely. See, people don't understand sometimes that you said it, and it can't be said no clearer than that. And that is a suit and a tie don't change things. Doesn't. You know, uh, people put preachers up on pedestals so much to the point that they think that a, a preacher don't understand where I'm at, don't understand what I have went through, all because yeah. they had that suit and tie. Yeah. And honestly, I have spoke to so many ministers in my life in my 17 years of being in church, and I realized that underneath those suits and ties, there is nothing but scars exactly. of the past. Exactly, exactly. That, and that, that's one thing, <coughs> our, our preaching styles are different. Mm -hmm. uh, the way we deliver our sermons are different. Uh, the way we prepare may be different. The way we lay out our sermon, all of that can be different. Even the the churches we attend are are different. But at the end of the day, we're we all got we all have scars. Yeah. That yeah. we are all the same when it comes to when it comes to the end of the day. We we have all we have all had a past. Yeah. Um, and and when you peel back that curtain, every one of us have scars. They may be in different places. Uh, and they may be different, but they're still scars. When here's the situation, Coffee Bar Confessions, I've got scars. Brother Timmy's got scars. So why would we need somebody like a Dustin Lee to come on to Coffee Bar Confessions when I've got scars yeah. and Brother Timmy has scars? It's because you got scars that I don't have. Yep. Yeah. And you, with your scars and your confessions that you bring to our listeners, it's going to bring out a whole new level of confession to them because there's going to be people that you reach in this in this episode that, like I said, me and Brother Timmy could have sat here this whole time and talked and had never had that testimony right. of what you have. Maybe we have. Maybe right. we do got some of the same scars. But you're going to bring it out in a, in a different point that maybe we wouldn't have brought it out in. And it's because I've got my scars, you've got your scars, yep. and there's people out there that have those same scars. Yeah. And they're they're sitting in their homes. They're sitting in maybe they're sitting in their churches, and they're saying, "I've got this scar. I've got this situation that happened to me in my past. How can I fix it?" And one thing, uh, Brother Lee, that I want to talk to you about was, uh, you said that you backslid in a on a church pew. Okay. Uh, now, I know obviously you're not presently battling this, uh, but how do you? overcome being backslid because there's backsliders out there and I don't necessarily call them backsliders I want you know I would prefer to prodigals they're coming home call them prodigals they're coming, home. they're coming home you're exactly right so speaking to another prodigal out there that is sitting at home maybe saying those prayers yeah. 
walked, walking, having walking, walked away from God, um, and that feeling that you get, well, God's never going to forgive me because of the things that I've oh, done. How do you overcome that? I heard the voice of the enemy telling me that I had done too much for God to forgive me. There's no way that, <clears throat> there's no way that he would, uh, would ever forgive me for that because I knew better. Uh, and the thing about that is I got to a place to where I knew God loved me. I loved God, but there was no relationship there. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was hard for me to walk back into a church because of expectations. Yeah. Um, my family, uh, they would have expectations. Right. Uh, the congregation in that church would have expectations. Yeah. That preacher would have expectations. But when I, when I finally walked back into a church, which was simply because my wife said, I want to go to church. Yeah. Uh, when, when I walked back in months before we ever went to an altar, months before we ever uh, made a move, move for the Lord, there was an overwhelming feeling of relief. Just, I mean, it, as a child, the, we, we all have our favorite place to go. Yeah. We have our, our favorite place, and, and I just preached this a few weeks ago, but my favorite place was my grandparents' house. Why? Because it was comforting. Yeah. It, it was, there was joy, there was love, there was uh, everything that I wanted, you know. I felt that same feeling when I walked back into church. Yeah. I, I looked rough. I looked rough. How do you think the prodigal son looked sure. when he was walking back to the father? Yeah. He didn't look like he did when he left. No. I had big, nasty, scraggly beard, thought I was tough. I you know, was proud of, of the life I was living. I wanted everybody to, to know that I'm only here because Heather wanted to be here. Right. Nobody cared why I was there. All they cared about was I was there. Yeah. You know, um, One thing that made it so much easier, and, and for anybody that, that's watching or listening that is going to church and you want prodigals to come, Love them. Yeah. Love them. Love them. Uh, there was a dear saint in, in our church that didn't know me from, from Adam. Uh, but that Sunday morning that, that we first went, I smelt just like Saturday night. Yeah. And uh, dear sister Pam White came to me. She, she was five foot tops, little short woman. She come to me and didn't know me, but she come to me and put her arms around me and said, sweetie, it's so good to see you. Mm. Blew my mind, blew yeah. my mind. Somebody that don't even know me loves me. Yeah. You know, uh, prodigals, you're loved. Yeah, yeah. You're loved. There, there are not, not everybody in the church is gonna look at you and automatically think yeah. you're past. Sure. That's something I had to overcome was people me thinking people were only going to think of my past. Yeah, yeah. That they were going to see a drunk. That they were going to see uh, a backslider. And that's, that's not the case. Uh, what they saw was a hungry soul. Yeah. Uh, if, you're, if you're out there and you're a prodigal and you're hungry, come home. Yes. Just come home. Uh, I promise you there's more waiting for you in the house of the Lord than anything you found outside of my me. God. I promise you. Yeah. Uh, I, I can say that from experience. Um, it, it's not an easy road, 
the devil will make it as hard as possible yeah. for you to walk back through that door. That's the yeah. biggest lie he tells. People. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I promise you the roof won't fall. Yeah. It, it won't, won't fall catch in. on fire. It will not in. catch on fire. Uh, but you'll feel love. You'll, you'll feel that missing piece, that yeah. void that, yeah. you're, that you're searching to fill. You'll find it. It's, it's, it's in the house of the Lord. Brother Lee, if you don't mind, I know this is just uh, totally off of what we normally do, but if you would, can you just lead us in prayer right now for all those prodigals that's watching? Let's just Absolutely. say a prayer for every one of these. Absolutely, watching. Lord. Mighty Jeez. God, you know, God, every prodigal, God that is listening, that's watching, that is going to see this, God, at some point, at some juncture, God, Lord, I'm asking for the anointing of the Holy Ghost to go exactly where they are in the moment. God, that they see this, that they hear this. God, let them feel the comfort of the Holy Ghost, God, as you wrap them in your loving arms today, God. Lord, I pray that there be a direct path back to where they need to be in you, God. Let them be led by you by love. God, let them feel strength today, God, knowing that if they can just make it to you, God, that things will turn around today. God, I believe it and I trust it and I'm proof of it today. Let it be done today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. And now we, we, we talk about these prodigals and we talk about the things that uh, you have overcame in your past. Yeah. But just as much as them sitting at home on their couch or in their kitchen table or, or wherever they may, may be watching this, there's something that they're battling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm not meaning what they're battling in their past, but there's something that they're sitting there right now and they're battling. Yeah. Uh, and they, they look at the three of us sitting here and they think, well, you know what? Yeah, they've overcame stuff in their past and yeah, they've overcame things and they, they, they see themselves as being the spiritual gurus, which we are not. No. We, we don't have everything under control like we need to, but, but we are uh, saved by the grace of God. Absolutely. And we, and, but we know that everyday life is a battle. And so, is there something in your life right now that, yeah, you may have battled it in your past and you just haven't yet conquered it? Or maybe it's just something that has just now rose up in your life that, you're, that you are in the process of battling. Uh, but you know how to fix it. You know what you need to do by contacting God, going to church, praying, yeah. you know, fasting, things like that. But this is just something that you have yet to overcome, but you can give our listeners the hope that you know I'm going through it we're going to go through it together and God's going to help us do yeah, it. we got this yeah, yeah. Uh, I struggle and this this confession yeah, yeah. I struggle with inadequacy mm. uh, I, and it stems from from my past it, it does it's something that I still struggle with uh, I, I said a few minutes ago you know I come from a, a split home uh, many times throughout my life, I've wondered why wasn't I good enough, mm. you know, or I'm not good enough. Mm. Uh, I come back to church, and and when I when I got back in church, I literally I just wanted to come to church. That, that's what I wanted to do. Uh, I I wasn't concerned about preaching again. I wasn't concerned about. It. I wanted to come back to church. When I finally made up my mind, and then when God moved so rapidly in, in ministry and quickly escalated uh, mine and my wife's ministry. I look around and and I see all these great ministers, uh, all these great saints. Who am I? Yeah. You know, and, and I I struggle still to this day when I'm in a crowd of ministers. Yeah. Uh, I'm the least of my father's house. You know, <laughs> I, I joke a lot with 
uh, with our ministry team that that is that's under Brother Giffen. I, I, I joke with them all the time when we're together. I say I'm I'm just going to sit and listen because I'm the least in my father's house. Uh, and that that's, may seem weird coming from a pastor, but I struggle with that stuff yeah. because things from your past will still linger. They they will still tell you. They will they will still uh, come after you. Yeah. But the thing that has helped me overcome that is the fact that I've got a core surrounding me sure. that that doesn't pat me on the back all the time and say, oh, that was great. Yeah. That's there. And when my lips drag in the ground, mm-hmm. suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you have that like you, you, you are what God wants you to be. I'm, I'm not any of these other pro- Brother Gilmore, I'm not you. No. I, I'm, I'm not you. I, you I, I'm not. That one. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not these other ministers. I don't have their ministry. Yeah. You know, Brother Timmy, I don't. I don't. I don't have your ministry. Yeah. Uh, there are. I know there are men of God. I can't hold a candle to. But I'm the minister that God wants me to be. Um, so in in the in the light of it all, if I'm what God wants me to be, I'm perfectly adequate. I'm. I'm sufficient enough for what he wants yeah. me to be for for the the people that he wants me to reach who he had called absolutely yeah. absolutely I so i remember that myself and I, I, to be honest i think there's maybe more that that do struggle with that for whatever reason yeah uh whether it be something in their past or whether it be because so many people have left in their past or because they feel they're such a failure in in, in so much if god has called you to something god's got confidence in you yeah and if God has called you and placed you, it's for a purpose. Um, so, so that's something that I'm still trying to overcome is when I'm around all these great people and I want to stick off in the corner yeah. uh, because I, I battle with inadequacy. But, yeah. but in God, all things are possible. All things are possible. Uh, I don't have to preach every. I don't have to preach camp meetings. I don't have to preach all the youth rallies. I don't have to preach all the youth congresses. Uh, but I like being around those that do. Oh yeah, sure. I love being around those that, that sure. do. Um, but anybody, not not, and I'm preaching I'm preaching myself for for just a second. But none of us sitting here or out there have a reason to feel inadequate. Right. No. At all. Uh, God has led us to where we are right now, because there's something great we can do for the kingdom absolutely. in this moment. Yeah, absolutely. We've been called for a time such as this. Sure. Everything we've been through. All those other little little struggles and, and, and shortcomings and, and those moments when we felt like we just made a flop of it all and we want to go suck our thumb in the corner yeah. for a time such as this. Yeah. It, every time that we go through that, it makes us stronger. You yeah. just got to remind ourselves every day. Every single day. Every day. You know, Brother Lee, back in our anniversary services in September, uh, Brother Wade was in, he was preaching, and he absolutely blew my mind. He, he was talking about the scripture in John 14, verse 2. He says, In my Father's house uh-huh. are many mansions. Yeah. Yeah. If, I, if it were not so, I would not have told you. And he says, I go, go to, to prepare, prepare a, a place for you. Yes. And, I, and, I was, and he blew my mind because I, I always thought yes. that that meant that when we heaven. got to heaven, yeah. we was going to walk the streets of gold and we were going to have our own little house with our own little, little mailbox and it was going to be this big ma- mansion that God yeah. provided. And now that I go back and read that, I cannot un- unsee the fact yeah. that what God said was is that He was going to prepare a place for you. Yeah. And we all have places to occupy. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you talk about 
you don't have my ministry, I don't have your ministry. It's because God called you to occupy that yes. place in your ministry. Yes. And nobody else to occupy it. You're right. And so we, let's just be honest, every minister that we call on here could fight that same battle at present. Sure. We all fight inadequacy sure. because we all feel like, I mean, you say you fight inadequacy, and, I, and, and I'm sitting here beside you thinking, how in the world could you fight inadequacy? You know, when you're when you're sitting beside me, you know, like I feel wow. the least in not it, just my father's house, but everybody's father's house. You know, mm -hmm. like I feel the least amongst anybody. And I, I think that's I really think that that is something that the enemy uses against us is that that one little one little thought of well somebody could do it better. Maybe they could. Yeah, but God didn't Maybe they can't. To do it. Yeah. But God called me to do this now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, because of your testimony. Yeah. You know, because exactly. of your confession. Exactly. Yeah. You expect them to have it all together. Right. But coming from Brother Dustin Lee. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's. It's the word saying overcomer by uh, the word and it, of your testimony. And the blood of the Lamb, it. Every test should produce a testimony. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, uh, it is the things that we go through and the things that we encounter and the things that we overcome yeah. that we can look back on and just give God glory for it. We, yeah. we, we, can't, we can't lose sight of it's all for His glory anyway. Exactly. It's not, if, if, I, if I were able to preach the, the greatest message in this, in this city and there just be a phenomenal response and, and just floodgates open, it wouldn't be because of me. Yeah. It would not be because of, of who I am. It would be for God's glory, you know. And it, the things that we go through are for His glory. Think about Lazarus. Think about when, you know, they they said, "Hey, Lazarus is sick," and he waited. Yeah. But what he tell them? For your sake. Yeah. For your sake, I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. We didn't drop everything and get there. Yeah. Because God's going to get glory in it. Absolutely. So, if if God gets the glory. That's all that matters. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So, I've been uh, witnessing to a, a friend of mine, and he he deals with addiction and alcohol, and I don't see him all the time, just from time to time. And I was texting him, and he told me that I was the closest thing to God that he had right now. Yeah. You know, uh, and I'm thankful for that. And that you'd be surprised how many people feel that but don't say it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've I've got a cousin of mine. It's a, it's a second cousin and no affiliation with church whatsoever. And he's told, told my mom that, you know, we're the closest thing to God that, he's, that he has. Yeah. And in one hand, I mean, it makes, makes you feel good that they can rely on you. But in another hand, it's, it's sad. Yeah. They need that relationship. Yeah, sure. Try to push you them. know, it, if they would ever make up their mind that yeah. I, want, I want what you have. Yeah. You know, I, I, don't, I don't want your ministry. But I want that relationship. Right. We all have a uh, this void in our in our hearts, and uh, in his situation, he, he's trying to fill it with addiction. I've been there, and we all have, and and we try to fill that void with relationships and mm -hmm. drugs and yep. different things, worldly things. And I told him, I said, that void's there for God to fill only. Yep. You know, that's why we have that void. Yep. He put it there, and we try to fill it with with everything with else. Everything else is up for him. And there is nothing, there's nothing that will fill that void except for the Lord, yeah. because he he has something specific 
that's going to fill it. Yep. Yeah, just like in the book of Genesis, you know, chapter one and one. In the beginning, yep, God it created the heavens and earth. Null and void. It's void. God created that void. Yep. yep. And we try to fill it instead of letting Absolutely. him create. Yep. It, it's it's amazing when we take our hands out of it. Yeah. And, and just let God put everything that that we're that we're longing for. Yeah. Exactly where it needs to be. Absolutely. Every relationship, uh, every desire, every longing. He's got it. Yeah. He's got it. The devil's never going to stop fighting us, and uh, we have to overcome our flesh daily. Yep. So, and uh, a lot of the things that we have, it, there's similarities. You know, if you overcome something else, it's going to have similar traits to mm -hmm. something that might come your way. Yep. Is there some safeguards that we can put in our lives and our walk with God that kind of help us to continue to overcome and to uh, withstand those trials, those tests? As far as things we watch, things we listen to, things right. of that nature, if I wouldn't, if I don't want my kids listening to it or watching it, I don't either. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if and, and this this may go deeper than what you're what you're wanting, but if I wouldn't say it in front of my pastor, I'm not saying it. Absolutely. Wow. If I wouldn't do it in front of in front of my wife, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. You know, uh, if, if there's things that we have to hide, avoid it. I mean, and, and that's there. These right here. Yeah. The devil can do so much with these. Oh, absolutely. Because why are you having to hide it? Exactly. Exactly. My wife has access to this at any given moment. Yeah. Any moment. Um, I can say that now. Yeah. It's great. That's a good feeling. Yeah. But you have to have accountability. Yes. You have to have accountability. Exactly. That To me, that's the greatest safeguard. Absolutely. Is accountability. If you have to hide it, it's wrong. Yeah. Simple as that, whether it be hiding from your kids. Uh, hide it from your man of God. Hide it from your spouse. If you have to hide it, you ought not to be doing it. So, Brother Lee, we, uh, you mentioned to us at the beginning of this that you're the pastor at Life Apostolic. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, you guys have a uh, app that, that they do. can download. So, and yes. maybe uh, I think there's even podcasts that you and your, your live sermons as well. Can you there go into be, a little yeah. bit before we? in this and just let our uh, listeners know where they might can hear your sermons how they might can get in contact with your church at Life Apostolic sure. and just a little bit about your church before we leave. Sure. Um, our app is through Tithely. Uh, you, you can go to Tithely, uh, the app, and search us, find us there. Uh, we've got podcasts, uh, including this one. We're, we're uploading this one. Uh, we've got uh, online giving. Through through the app, uh, we are building a website through through the app. Um, we have Facebook. You message us on Facebook. We have Facebook Messenger. Uh, we're in the works of getting the sermons uploaded and, and doing them. Um, I'm a little nervous when it comes to that. So uh, that that's uh, that holdup is on me. Yeah. Uh, but we we have everything ready for that. But. Um, we're located at the south end of Madisonville, up on a hill. Yeah. Got a sign you cannot miss. What is this church thing that you are talking about? What, what makes you feel that I need to know this? And so let's pray for those now, that those that had never been in church before, and let's pray that God would open their heart and to confess some things. So let's just bow our head. Dear Lord, we come before you right now. God, we know, God, that there is another Matt, another Dustin, and another Timmy out there, God, God, that needs what we have, God, right now, the needs to hear, God, the the confessions, God, that we have given today, Lord Jesus, God, for that person, God, that is inadequate, God, that don't feel that they are worthy, God, of your 
of your of your love and your and your kindness god that don't feel god as they go through their days and their life god without a father on this earth god but they no longer can look to you god as their father lord because of where where their earthly father has come god and i ask you god that you would help them god god to just lift their arms right now god god let them fall on their knees right now god and just confess these things to you god god and to lift their arms and just god realize God God that you are there God with your arms out God ready to wrap them in their arms God God move on them right now God we thank you God for what you're doing God we thank you God for what you're gonna do in their life God God let them confess and be delivered God from those thoughts God that they are battling God we love you and we praise you and we thank you Lord Jesus brother we thank you for coming on it's been a privilege we've had a good time at the coffee bar it's been a privilege we've it's had a good so time fun. uh just drinking coffee just being able to talk about god and talk about your life yeah. and how we could reach somebody else and we are so thankful uh that you took time out of your day because it's not about it's, us it's, honor. Honor it's not about here. us it's about the person on the other side of that That's camera absolutely right and so we just thank you and um uh hope hope you can go back and you can take some things back to even to your church yes. about this and yes. and you know hey our churches are not that far apart they're not but they're you not. know what between the two churches Madisonville Kentucky is huge yes, yes. we've got a lot of people yes. to reach and we're, we're in, we got a lot of work to do yeah we're in this thing together yes and so church. so we're we just need to get together grab hands and turn Madisonville upside absolutely down absolutely that's right. what that's what it's about so we're just glad that you spent time with us on Coffee Bar Confessions, and we're glad that you showed up today and was willing to listen to Brother Dustin Lee and the things that he had to say. And We want to thank you for being here on Coffee Bar Confessions. Thanks for taking the time to take in today's program. This is a media ministry outreach of Truth Apostolic Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. For more information about our ministry, visit our website 